I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. Welcome back to an episode that doesn't sound like garbage. Also, as we will now say on the show, Hmm. I have decided Hmm. it's not enthusiasm, it's shame. (laughs) We get real excited about that. Okay, (laughs) maybe go into this this now. We've actually been sitting here fucking around for like an hour before, yeah. probably more than that by this point. It's been, it's been um, a lot of fun, actually, because we never really get to hang out. <laughs> Good hangs, and it's Saturday night. We'll get into why we're recording on a Saturday night uh, in a moment, but yeah. I just have had a lot to talk to Caitlin about. Um, All music and, related. And vice versa, so I was just like really nerding out about, uh, was I talking about Tentenko at that point? Yes. <laughs> about former uh, BIS member and now solo artist Tentenko and how her she has a vinyl coming out that I may have to purchase. And I was just speaking really fast and like crazy eyed. And, and I was all like, oh, well, it's so nice to see you so enthusiastic. And I always find that a lot of fun. It's like, it's great when people are just really into stuff. And I'm like, no, Caitlin, I just think this shit's really boring and I'm trying to get it up. But I need, <laughs> I need to get it out. So I'm just, I'm just brr, getting it all out immediately. So, you know, it's over faster. Yeah. It's not enthusiasm, y'all. It- I realize that happens most of the time when I talk about stuff. <laughs> not enthusiasm. I'm so sorry, Kathy from work. It's shame. Bing. If you would like to share in our shame, there are a few ways you can do that. You can go to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. Yep. All the episodes live there. Oh, God. This is episode 129. Something like that. Feeling fine. 129. Feeling fine. (laughs) All the episodes live there. You can give us a subscribe while you're there. That'll take you to Apple Podcasts, but it doesn't have to be Apple Podcasts. Basically, anywhere. Yeah. You get your audio content. I can tell you that there's definitely one fan who started listening more now that they know they can get it on their Android device. Google Play. We live there. We live on Stitcher. We live, listen, anywhere you can get your audio content, you can probably find us. And that means every week riding the back of a unicorn pegasus named Philip. <laughs> really sad I don't have a sample of that. Your man's. Oh, yeah. Chauncey Frostilicus. The third. The third. Alpha of the people. One day we'll tell the tale of Chauncey Frostilicus the second. Oh. It's a tragic tale. It's a tragic tale. Tragedy. Yep. Um, and he brings you those our fabulous cobbled together episodes on the back of Philip. Brings them right to your ear hole, caresses them in, and then leaves again like nothing happened. <laughs> like, you won't even know. You'll just be yeah. like, bam. You'll be just be like, new oh, episode of the Geek Down. Look at this. It's uh, on my magic phone. But <laughs> it was it was elf magic that put it there. Elf magic. Yeah. Not Steve Jobs magic. Not Apple magic. Yeah, that's how the internet works. People don't know that. <laughs> All elves. Elves and tubes. Yeah. If so far you've really enjoyed this, especially since you were listening last week and you're like, oh, wow, this sounds much better. What a market improvement. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, if you would like to continue to have us have a marked improvement, uh, please feel free to uh, support us financially. I know our parents do. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, do they. Um, so uh, you could do those on two different ways, particularly. One is Patreon. Patreon.com slash GeekdownPod. It's a subscription model. You can give $1 to $25 a month. Yep. And you will get things. Things. We like things. Things are great. You like things. Yeah. Then 
way too, you can buy us a coffee or a Kofi or a Kofi. 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 Ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. It is not a subscription model. It's just like a donation. You want to be like, yeah. guys, you're doing a good job. Yeah. Here's, here's three a, bucks. Here's a coffee, quote unquote. Here's a toonie and a loonie. Go get yourself a coffee or let them pile up and yeah. use it to replacing the iPad you smashed <laughs> the week previously. Or that. Good times. Good times. So, yes, as you can hear, drops are back. Yeah. We missed the drops. Um, drops are back. Yeah. This is really. Do you remember, do you remember the, the time when there wasn't jo- drops? That I sweet, went back. sweet time. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just giving him sass. Because, like, listen, I went back and listened to an old episode pre-drops. Yeah. I'm like, wow, it really does keep things. Like we're in an old 30s noir film. <laughs> and our dialogue is like Gilmore Girls dialogue. The Nora, the Nora to my neck. Yep. Um, so iPad has been repaired. Yep. $360 later. Thank you, Victoria, at Apple, the Apple Store Eaton Center. I hope I never see you again. <laughs> She Hi. she was fine. I said that to her face, and she was like, "I know, right?" Like she, I mean, she knows. I sometimes say that to my doctor <laughs> <laughs> when it's all about the endometriosis stuff. I'm like, and I really like to not see you for a long time. And I hope I never see you again. Okay, bye. Bye. Love you. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's three hundred sixty dollars out of my pocket. But Woo. hey, and this is why you should financially support the show. <laughs> yeah, for when things like that happen, and because and, you want you want your drops. You, listen. People tell me they need the drops. And the double gasp. <gasps> which one is which? You'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk over the other one before it finishes. I don't think you realize how long your gasps are. They're pretty long, especially when I'm really, you know, startled or... Taken aback. Taken aback, gaspy. Flabbergasted. Why did you say that French? Flabbergasted. Recording on a Saturday night. Yeah. Because your girl Katie Mack spent an afternoon over on Toronto Island. It was fabulous. Did you get sun? I did get some sun. Did you lounge? I did lounge. And I eat. I just kept on eating. <laughs> Mostly due to stress. But, you know, it was still delicious. Oh, my God. Yeah, I feel oh, like... A uh, shout out to Senior Correspondent's mom for making my birthday cupcakes. She brought me some. I had some birthday cupcakes. Yeah, I mean, they're not all I'm going to eat one at least before I go. Okay, fine. They're my birthday cupcakes. <laughs> God. And they've got colored sprinkles in them and on them. Not her birthday this week. No. Birthday next week. Birthday next week. This is why she just got potatoes from me today. Which is like of an actual present. That's a friend. He knows what I really want. <laughs> it's at the grocery store this morning. I was like, oh, Kate's coming over. She's doing stuff for her birthday. It's on her actual birthday. Hey, home fried potatoes are on sale. Do you want to know what else I had today? What else did you have today? French cheese. <laughs> would I have known what to look for? That's what you would have got. But I had no idea. I and wasn't also, about to buy cheese you couldn't eat. Also, FYI, no frills, no French cheese. <laughs> Figured. Yeah. Um, and what is the ruling on peanut M&M's? I remember you talking about it. Will they make you sick? Or you, oh, and peanut you eat them M&M's. Anyway? Oh, they make me so sick. But I totally eat them anyway. Sorry, sir, uh, senior correspondent Chris. He tries to get me to stop. And it's, um, it's like an addict well, thing. I'm glad I didn't buy any. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> She's very upset about this. Uh, I did not go to the island. I just slept because I came off work this morning. And then passed out. No, I didn't pass out. I spent my morning. I was going to say. Spent my morning playing uh, Grand Theft Auto because they paid out another million dollars. Thanks for playing type of thing. And Caitlin and I spent a lot of time last week discussing (laughs) how I would spend that million dollars. Did you spend it wisely? Uh, As per Caitlin's suggestion, (gasps) (laughs) I did buy a cocaine business. Yes! 
I've never been so glad about people committing crime. I did buy a cocaine lockup. So now, <laughs> Caitlin, I'm so busy in that game now. <laughs> I have so much to do all the time. But now that stupid other hacker has something to do. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah. so they did this thing where when you get the nightclub, you can kind of centralize all your you know, illicit businesses yeah. and you will basically, you hit a point in the game where you're like, Acquiring and selling shit. That's how you make money. Yeah. Um, so I had the one where you would like acquire, you know, elephant tusks and Cuban cigars <laughs> and, and cars as well. Cars is good for when you're playing solo because as we know, I hate people. Hey, people. Uh, <laughs> I like to play by myself. And then all this stuff moves into if you buy a nightclub, all this stuff can move under there. And you don't have to go out and get the stuff. You can hire basically techs or assistants to acquire the stuff for you. Right. And I made the mistake of, but you can only assign one tech to one thing. Mm-hmm. So I only had one business. Yeah. But I hired two techs. So for like the last month, there's been some dude just hanging out in the warehouse doing nothing. Just on Insta. Just <laughs> taking, taking selfies, caking up on my dime. But yes, no, now that I have a, now that I have a cocaine lockup. And I do appreciate that once you, uh, once you start the cocaine business, mm-hmm. you swing by the, you know, decrepit, you know, tractor garage or whatever that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that is fronting it. I really wanted to have this fired up for you, uh, because you could, so you could see it, but it's. Definitely you walk in and it's like eight people around a table in shower caps and in their underwear. Lovely. <laughs> Processing that Coke. <laughs> Woo! Hey, you got to make money, right? Yeah, here's to realism. Uh, it was a good turnaround. I made 100 grand this afternoon. I told this you. This morning selling the Coke. So, I mean, hey. I told you. I give great I give it up to advice. Do you, need, do you need fiscal advice? <laughs> Caitlin McKinnon will tell you to, <laughs> to start dealing cocaine. It's very lucrative <laughs> and she's not incorrect. But don't commit a fe- felony. That's so, some advice I got from a friend once. Just don't commit a felony. No, no felony. Keep it yeah. misdemeanors only. Mm-hmm. Um, Caitlin. Yeah. Everyone on earth is playing the Spider-Man game. Are they? Yes. I didn't know that. I'm not playing the Spider-Man game. Why are you not playing the Spider-Man game? Because video games are expensive. I don't know if you're aware of this. They are. <laughs> video games are $80, y'all. Yeah. So expensive. And, so, and I like never buy new games. Like if it's not Rockstar, I don't know that. Like yeah. literally GTA was the last day one game I bought. Uh-huh. Um, is it because of the, all the like cool stuff they added? That's why you want to play it, like the pride flag and the pride flag is one thing. And I am going to talk. I am going to talk about that. But um, basically, like I remember playing the first PS two is when they started these. The first mm-hmm. Spider Man game, which was basically a movie tie in, uh, was <laughs> she loves it when I do it. It was basically garbage. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it was not good. Um, and then the second one, Spider-Man 2, was when they figured out, like, oh, we should just build the city and let you swing around and do whatever the fuck you want. Of course. That's um, all anybody wants. All you want to do when you're Spider-Man. So literally hours. My thing in Spider-Man 2 was literally finding the tallest building, usually yep. Empire State or what have you, jump the fuck off of it, plummet to my death, and then the last second, it's <laughs> <laughs> a great sound. Pull, pull, myself, pull myself, you know, away from it. Um, and that's basically the model they've used ever since right um ultimate spider-man was another one they did which was more cartoony and venom was in it and mm-hmm. he had a different kind of play mechanic um but they just haven't done a spider-man game in forever mm-hmm. so this one by insomniac i don't know who what else they are responsible for i don't know if they did uncharted i don't know if they did crash bandicoot or yeah uh, don't come for me game nerds i don't i don't know i don't care that much but they apparently have just like crushed it with this Spider-Man game, and it brings back swinging around New York, and like little things. So the one thing is, uh, the, the selfies are a big thing in the oh, game because okay. apparently you can't like punch a pedestrian because you're a hero, right? Like of you're not going to let you punch a pedestrian. No. If you hit the punch button or the action button when you're near a pedestrian, Spidey will take a selfie with them. Amazing. 
Um, so yes, the pride flags was one thing. People spotted there were pride flags yeah. on some of the hotels, which people were like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. The one I got from Kayam, did he send you this or did he just send me this? I, he may have sent me this. I don't, I didn't have a chance to look at it or read it or whatever it was. Or so Spider-Man it. will also like hug pedestrians sometimes. Yeah. You know, he's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there are like Muslim women. Yeah. Um, like just a girl in like a hijab type of thing. Spidey will go to like hug her and she kind of like like puts her hands up and right. is like no 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 can we just and she just kind of like puts her hand out to shake and does like a hands together kind of like bow thing because you know yeah they, they ain't real huggers no and Kyle was just like oh my god <laughs> minor <laughs> the, representation I'm so excited the sister doesn't the sister doesn't hug Spider-Man um but give small attention to detail but for yeah. somebody like I am it's like holy shit they actually cared enough to do, to that. do that or they actually cared enough to put a pride flag mm-hmm. up on one of the hotels uh, there's apparently another story about a dude who proposed to his girlfriend in the game. Um, yeah. But between him putting this proposal on a theater marquee and the game coming out, she left him for someone else. Whoops. Well, no, it's, yeah, but it's more complicated because they like turned it into this big thing, like the saddest story, but they like really didn't get her side of it. And he was actually like super emotionally abusive. And <laughs> that's how Gamergate started. Who's ready for round two? Woo! <laughs> That's me getting ready. That's you getting ready? Yeah. Fire my guns. <laughs> Who's ready for Gamergate 2? Actually, it's more like the sound of like a hammer and a nail <laughs> as I try and like board up my doors and windows. Yeah. I don't have any, I don't have any examples, um, but it does seem like, because I think certain comic pros have finally been like, like comics gate reached them. Yeah. And they're like, shut up losers. So like, there's a lot more of like. I'm seeing that bubble up a lot because I think a lot of comics pros finally realized that this was a thing that was happening. And they're like, what? Why? Yeah. So there was like more arguments. Like, Gail Simone's been getting it for like months. But mm-hmm. like somebody like – I didn't watch the actual video, but somebody related to that demo threw up a video of Darwin Cook that was like – Yeah, I heard about that. That was like he would have been one of us. And his wife was like, actually, he would have thought you all are fucking idiots. Yep. <laughs> Did you even read the new frontier? He was like not about anything you espouse. You guys are all stupid. So then what do they do? They drag the widow of the guy all over Twitter. Because of course they did. Because that's what you do. Welcome to the new world. Um, I think Bill Sankiewicz like tore their asses up on Facebook as well recently. Good. That's what you got to do, comic people. You got to be allies. Silence is endorsement. I'm sorry. You can't just try to take their money while quietly disavowing their beliefs um if you do it vocal vocally yes work on your the di- diaphragm strength from the diaphragm yeah you from the diaphragm down there in the chest you really gotta like you guys are you like fuckers you're dipshits you want to get deep in there you yeah. want to be like you guys are dipshits because yeah, it's yeah. not helping you want to be authoritative very much so shut the fuck up and you want it to like project yes to the back of the room yes very important mm-hmm. uh not a lot of news out there or frankly we just didn't have time to look because we were lounging and working and Mostly we were just hanging Doing out. Other Probably could have found some more news, but I mean, I, listen, if you want to hear about, you know, more about the reissues Light in the Attic are putting out. Jordan will from, talk from to you eight, about from, it. From the 80s, 80s era of Japan or how my new problem, if I do go to Japan, is going to be not buying old stuff because I can get the old stuff now. Like Discogs yeah. has really you know hooked me up there. It's the new stuff that's going to be a problem. And, you know, how do you do you buy an empty suitcase there to bring back for all the albums? Or I, do you just bring one with you? I do have people I can consult. I know the mode sometimes is you have to ship the shit back to you. Like, you right. basically go to a post office and right. you, like, ship it ahead of you. Um, which may be a thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Also, um, 
as I said to Caitlin, if I do go to Japan, please don't let me forget to go to the Ghibli Museum. No, because I, I was thinking you'd do that. I was kind of sad because I was like, we won't be able to go together. But I'm just like so happy that this could be a thing on the horizon that I don't even care. Like I totally forgot until this week. I don't, know how, it, I don't take, know how it came up, but I was like, you can't take photos. You, no, but you have to take secret video of that really cute bus. I don't know if they're going to show me in the kitten bus. Then they cha- it changes all the time. Shut up. <laughs> Don't say stupid things like that. <laughs> you shut your fucking mouth. I think the only thing you can take photos of is like outside, wherever they have a the Laputa robot. Fine. Or the Castle in the Sky robot. I think you can take that picture of that. Yeah, no, totally, Fine. totally, totally forgot about that. Spend way too much time on Google Maps just, you know, plotting itineraries and whatnot. Okay. And okay. I found a new hotel that was going to be like really cheap, but it's in Ibisu, and apparently Ibisu is not the spot to stay. You know what? I'm going to hook you up with the person who I know who's just in Japan, because that'd be a good person to talk to. Oh, right. Yeah. So yes, uh, that's that, that's still a thing we're we're hoping for. Um, we'll see what the future holds. <laughs> this is somewhat geeky because you know, as as said last week, you know, possibly coming into some you know financial financial windfall uh, more than I will have seen in recent memory. Your maiden aunt has died and left <laughs> you the sum of money. Yes. What shall you, who shall you marry? <laughs> what shall you do? And I was thinking, you know, J- Japan is on the horizon, but I you know, like to treat myself a little bit up front because, you know, I'm an only child and I require things immediately. Of course you do. Only child. Mm. Spanish society. <laughs> Wait, isn't Donald Trump an only child? Oh, probably. No, he had some brothers, I think. Oh, he probably murdered them in the womb. <laughs> probably, probably, like yeah, a shark. He probably ate them in utero. <laughs> um, it's, it's their pigment that makes them so orange. <laughs> um, so I was thinking... I buy phones for a purpose. Yes. The phone I have, I bought because I was going to New York. Yeah, and you didn't want to be stranded in New York. And the phone I had was like, basically had a smooth 35 minutes of battery life on it before I had to charge it. Woo. Um, and I was thinking, I don't want to be walking the streets of New York with a phone that's going to die every 15 minutes. I have like a phone that's going to last in case I need to call the police. <laughs> um, <laughs> or from help from someone. Now, it's been a couple years. Um, we all know <laughs> the actual devils of the marketplace are cell phone manufacturers. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can we trick the world into spending $1,000 every two years, every two or three years? Um, but they done figured it out because my current, your man is budget. As we've discussed previously, your man's loves that sweet spot where like, if you spent any more money, there's a phrase for it. I'm sure there's an economic phrase for it. But like, if you spent any more money, the benefits are not that great. Yes. Um, diminishing returns, I guess. Is yeah. that, that what that is? Um, I love that sweet spot where you're like getting the most just getting the most for your money right mm-hmm. like the bang so, for your buck yes so i i currently have an iphone se which is the embarrassment of the <laughs> apple phone lineup i'm sure i'm sure they wish this phone never existed meanwhile i'm like it's a phone yay <laughs> it's I a phone. youtube videos it does stuff um and also now i realize it occurred to me i realized why everybody has those stupid pop sockets on their phone which okay. i hate yeah the click 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 the click. thing on the back yeah, yeah. click click which I realized because, you know, the iPhone SE was the last one with the smaller, it's the last smaller iPhone. Yeah. I realized why they all have pop sockets because you can't hold your fucking phone with one hand anymore. Can I show you what I've got? What do you got? Oh, my case isn't on. I can't show you. <laughs> Never mind. It's a thing that is also annoying, but it basically, I got it, um, I got it from work and it is, it sticks to the back of your phone. Yeah. You can put like a couple of debit cards or a debit card or a right, credit right. card. And then it has a thing that you can wrap your earphones around, but you can also pop it like one of the snap bracelets back in the 90s and it turns into a stand (laughs) or you can just do it while you're really like anxious and it drives people nuts and it's great yeah that's what i have jesus (laughs) um 
Because, yeah, I don't, I don't know how my you know, stubby baby fingers would ever <laughs> hold, like, a six-inch phone. Like, you need a dialing wand? Seriously. Like, <laughs> like I have a hard enough time hitting my messages. Which, really, I could just move my messages to a closer part of my thumb. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be in the top left corner that it comes on stock. But I do have to say, as I know, uh, when my dad figured out that there was such a thing as a, those pen, like a pen where on one side it's an actual pen on the other side you can use it to, because yeah, yeah. he has these giant like dwarf hands <laughs> that are just like, have bent steel yes. in its time. Um, and he the way he said it was like he was accusing me of holding out on him. <laughs> like he was like, well, this person gave me a pen that helps me use my phone. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I let you down. Why did I have to get it from this person? Yeah. Why did Sean have to tell me this? Yeah. Caitlin. Meanwhile, your stubby fingers. <laughs> As I'm realizing now, but I just, I'm an idiot that like likes to keep all the green shit together. So oh, like... you're so stupid. <laughs> I give myself arthritis reaching, <laughs> reaching up <laughs> reaching up to the messages button it, it was doesn't really ha- hard for him it doesn't have to stay in the top left Your you hands buffoon are so small. shut up you never noticed <laughs> <laughs> um, so new phone def- thinking new phone because the battery's already starting to go on in a bit you know, like I can't get a full shift of work out of it like mm-hmm. and if I'm going to a place where no one speaks my language, probably doubly important to have a phone that can last like a full day. Absolutely. So thinking of that and was thinking, despite my, you know, waist deep immersion in the Apple ecosystem. Yes. I'm not a buffoon. No. Not I'm, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> not completely. I'm aware that Android offers you comparable specs, often superior specs mm-hmm. for much lower price. Yeah. And people can't tell immediately that you're a douchebag. <laughs> immediately. Although... It happens to me every time I see that that Android camera on the back of a phone. People yeah. taking selfies. I'm like, mm. Mm? Mm. Mm? I'm terrible. You are terrible. I don't know. I don't know when my Apple snobbery started because I'm not really like a fanboy like that. But mm-hmm. for me, it's just literally. It's like, well, I don't want to have to. The shit just works together. Like I don't want to like have to start going back hey, to Dropbox or. I'm not judging you. I totally get it. Totally get but it. But I'm like looking at these Android phones and you know like these. You know, Huawei and OnePlus, these like Chinese manufacturers are like, they're really going for it. And they have like Huawei. Huawei. They have like really impressive phones for five, six hundred bucks because I buy my shit outright. I don't do like, yeah. you know, zero down and pay for it for the next five years. Because I do and it's great. I just save up and bite the bullet. And I think ultimately economically it saves you money in the long run. Um, it does not. But I just don't want them owning me for anything so i would rather be like fuck you bell oh wow you're so blue collar well bam <laughs> <laughs> so if i was blue collar i have a fucking like nokia flip phone at this point <laughs> like true. i wouldn't even that's have true. a phone but that mentality of like i don't want to owe anybody anything nope <laughs> i'm gonna save up my pennies yep i'm gonna go buy it who's Listen, I have an iphone se because this was the cheapy phone at the time and yeah. i think it still cost me like 600 bucks mm-hmm. but with apple it's like you give me that phone pop it in and listen because here's the other thing if i go being with bell yeah like let's just put bell on blast because fuck them they don't care they do not care they've been getting my money for 20 fucking years um but maybe not for much longer we're gonna see if i were to get a new phone on like the carrier financing or anything i have the last time they um sorry uh telecom talk for the international listeners uh <laughs> canada's terrible this is acknowledged this is around the world that we have like, like the worst plan the world is baffled when they hear about um the type of costs we incur yeah. for like cellular phones um and the telecoms will be like it's because canada's huge and 
it requires more infrastructure. Blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. blah. Shut the fuck up. Kiss I'm, my ass. I'm rolling my eyes. Um, but back in the day, if your contract was up and you went to your provider and mm-hmm. were like, hey, contract's up. Bye. They'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, Mr. Ferguson, we don't want to lose your business. What can we do? What can we do for you? And they just they hand you everything. Yeah. To keep you. And so that's what I did back in the days of my iPhone 4. So we're going back at least like... A long time. God, like close to eight, nine years now, maybe. You're so old. I'm so old. But they handed me this like, please don't leave us plan, which now they say they can't do those anymore mm-hmm. because, you know, well, it's the government's fault because they banned three-year contracts. So we used to have three-year contracts. Right. The rest of the world that's been on two years for, you know, a decade are like, huh? Yeah. And then we used to have three-year contracts. And which is another reason why, why I think it was cheaper to buy your phone outright because they would hook you for right. for three-year contracts. But they don't have those anymore because they're like, well, the government took away our right to charge you, keep you on the hook for three years. So we don't offer the loyalty plans anymore. Which is um, silly. That's stupid. So if I were to get a new phone, they're going to automatically change my plan yeah. to something larger. Mm-hmm. Um, another reason why I buy my phones outright, because if I buy my phone outright, according to Bell, they still think I have an iPhone 4. Right. I was on the site the other day and I was like, well, let me just pipe this, you know, change, change to a new device, update your device information. I was like, well, fine, let me update my device information. The second I popped that in, it was like, oh, that's not compatible with your current plan. I'm like, well, then back button, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to think I have an iPhone 4 for perpet- in perpetuity. <laughs> Forever. Um, all of this is to say, was thinking of going back to Android because there are five, five hundred, five six hundred dollar phones that yep. are ridiculous quality, like spec wise, same processors as like you know the Pixel or the S eight, S nine, you know whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but just you know, do you know what they harp on? What are they harp Te- on? Tech reviewing. So here, I've been when I was oh I can't remember what I was trying to buy when I was looking at a phone or a tablet or something. I don't think I ever ended up buying it, but I was doing all this research, and I know this world. It's weird. It is a weird tech reviewing world. Yeah, it's a weird, weird world. And I remember we talked about when you were buying your tablet and you were humming and hawing and you know doing your Jordan thing. (laughs) Um, uh, We were talking about the tablets as well and what like weird things that they'd. I think for the tablet, yeah, the tablet, they were really comparing this one to the Pro and, like, a millisecond delay on, like, the fluidity of writing with the pencil. Yes. Um, The phone thing I keep noticing is they really harp on, like, there's, like, an official rating for, like, waterproofing now. Oh, my God. And it's, like... What? Because this is to say, I was going to, I was thinking of going back to Android and then thought to myself, well, Apple's probably due to announce some shit. And it turned out like yeah. this week they were announcing some shit. Mm-hmm. Long story short, uh, you can now spend like $1,500 for a phone Great. that basically has as much storage as your laptop. Like, wow. and you know, can pilot satellites from space or whatever. <laughs> and th- the reason I was paying closer attention was because they were going to announce another, you know, cheapy, the spiritual successor to the SE. Right. Which they did. The, the 10 R, um, the budget phone is still like seven eight hundred dollars. That's not a budget. So phone. Mm, I don't know what budget is where you come from, <laughs> Cupertino. But where I come from, I'm still probably going to get fucking roped into it because I'm so knee deep in the. Actually, no, I'll probably buy like last year's phone. I was gonna say, just like wait. I'll probably buy like a. I'll buy like an eight or something. Well, wait for a bit because I'm going to Japan for a while. Yeah, we'll see. It's all yeah, right. It's all it's all dependent on the on the and, Japan business. And after Christmas. 
All kinds of stuff's going to be on sale. All kinds of stuff. Grab something on one of those Black Monday or whatever it's called, Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales. Uh, I also think I get like, you know, a 3% discount from <laughs> through work or something. But as Caitlin said, you know, I, I will watch a thousand videos. If I'm going to spend that kind of money, oh, I will yeah. watch every video from every person I can find. And you start to notice like what they harp on, um, which just seems always so ridiculous. So yeah, there's a rating for waterproofing now. It's IP, like something, you know, whatever. And I watch. I watched. Why, a, what, why? I don't know. IPMA. I don't even know. I'm not. And I'm not bothering to look it up. But it's. I watched this one video, and I do kind of like the guy. He's got a. His vibe is borderline snarky, but he's pretty. He's pretty straightforward. <laughs> right. you know, like I said, if your YouTube aesthetic is like snarky guy barking at a camera, like you can kiss my ass. Uh, especially white people. I don't need that. You have nothing to be snarky about. (laughs) Exactly. But he was comparing, you know, going through the three models that they announced this week uh, at the Apple event and basically saying like, you know, the, the marquee phones, the 10 S and the 10 S max. I'm learning so much guys. These terrible names. Apple really needs help on its naming. You need to to get that clone of Steve jobs (laughs) up and running. Yeah, we know it, he's frozen. Is there not a sentient hologram you, you could have, you've <laughs> built by now? Like you obviously have. Um, but the one thing he was like zeroing in on were the display. The cheaper one will have a not an OLED display, which is apparently the better type of display. I'm so lost right and now. And also, I mean, the display is not going to be as good. Will yeah. anyone notice if you don't write tech reviews? No. Yeah. Um, and the other thing he kept harping about was how the waterproof rating for the cheaper phone was one meter and the other phones were two meters. So, I mean, you know, that's not great. How is it not? When did this become a thing? How would you just don't drop your fucking phone in the water? And as you know what? As I'm thinking about it, you hate open bodies of water. So I it do. doesn't matter. Well, when I'm out whale watching, no, not fucking likely. <laughs> like, it's like your nightmare. I'm going to get some 1080p video of fucking whale breaching and exhaling its blowhole all over my face. <laughs> You really see every <laughs> particle of mist just coming off of this Leviathan. No, son. <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, uh, Stop dropping your fucking phone in the water. Yeah. Why do we care about this? Why is this a thing? It, is a, it shouldn't be a thing. Really, just focus on other things. Oh, like making really something made from slaves shouldn't be this expensive. <laughs> like, that's all, all I'm saying. Honestly, listen, honestly, it should be more expensive. Uh, it should if, if, because if any of that if, money went to those people who were building them. Paid those slaves with a yeah. living wage. Uh, oh dear, oh dear. What socialism now. <laughs> um, you had something about Marvel sucking, didn't you? Yeah, so, I want to hear about Marvel sucking. I don't know any of the details. I didn't read a lot about it. <laughs> we don't care. I was going through Mary Sue, and sometimes they have great articles, and sometimes I'm like, I'm not dealing with the shit right now. Or sometimes <laughs> I'm like, oh, sit down, honey. Like, just calm down. Um, but apparently a writer who, I can't remember her name, she was writing the Vision comic book that won an Eisner Award, I believe. Um, the Vision comic book was canceled. And she was basically told to, like, be quiet about it. And apparently this has happened a couple times with uh, female writers and artists on comic books that stuff's been canceled and they've basically told them, you know, be quiet about it. Um, And it's really hard out there when you are doing... um, you're like uh, doing contract and commission work and stuff like that. You're not really at liberty to oh, say much. Do you know who this was? Who? Chelsea Kane. Oh, 
who previously had a run-in with the dipshits for her Mockingbird book when that got canceled? Yes. So uh, Mockingbird and then someone else who worked on something was like also had – oh, yeah, that was it. It was Mockingbird. Mockingbird won the award. It won the Eisner Award. After it was canceled, yeah. Yes. Um, and But Vision was also canceled and I can't – I don't think it was her. I think someone else is working on that and something else. Um, basically, they've just been told to be quiet and shut up. Um, well, here's some quotes that she told – that Kane told Entertainment Weekly. Um, she was offered the gig for the Vision in July of 2016 – Quote, at that point, Mockingbird had been stealth canceled after issue number three, but I had been asked not to make that public until the eighth issue had been published. They were allowing us to finish that arc. Tom King's marvelous run on Vision was still coming out, but he had left Marvel and signed an exclusive with DC, so Marvel knew that was wrapping up. I was asked to tell a Vision story that focused on Vision and his daughter Viv, who at the time had just been introduced to the Marvel U. Um, By the time her run on Mockingbird ended, Kane and her co-writing husband, Mark Mohan, had been pretty far into the miniseries. They had already submitted the script for the first issue a year ago. After the cancellation of The Vision, Kane was on Twitter. Uh, so I guess she came back after the Mockingbird dipshits run, ran her off yeah. the last time we, we talked about her. Uh, Kane took to Twitter to say, quote, I want you to know that I'm being truthful and transparent because most comic book freelancers can't be. I am loud for all of them. She explained those sentiments to Entertainment Weekly. Quote, the comic book industry is made up of freelancers. I think a lot of readers don't understand the extent of that reality. Certainly any comic book by Marvel or DC, those are the work of freelancers. Colorists, inkers, pencilers, letterers, cover artists, and writers. The editors work for the company. The freelancers don't. Maybe some of them have contracts, which means they get a little more money for page and absolutely no benefits or protections. Plus, they don't get to work for anyone else. Basically, every comic you pick up has been made by someone without health insurance. <laughs> These freelancers are still expected to behave like employees. They're told what to say and when to say it. I've said it before. This whole industry has a class action lawsuit waiting to happen. It's astonishing. Which, that's what really struck me from what little I had read and what I knew about was they're in a really unbelievably difficult industry. A lot of them are doing what they love, but they're basically starving artists. Yeah. I mean, unless you are, you know, huge and you get offered a huge contract where people know you really well and they like you, you are struggling, especially as a woman, Mm. especially as a minority, um, a person of color. It's always a huge struggle. Um, and it's really hard to speak out about things because then you are a troublemaker. And you don't get hired. Or you get fired like a certain Caitlin McKinnon. That's a story for another time, kids. Um, so I'm thankful that she's speaking out about this and just reminding people what the comics industry is like. Not even beyond the like sexual harassment, the yeah. misogyny, the sexism... Um, Which is something else Kane alluded to in these quotes. Um, Kane, for the lack of a better phrase, was essentially on her own when the anti-Mockingbird harassment campaign targeted her on Twitter. Quote, Marvel put me through a lot with Mockingbird. I faced that with zero institutional protections, she said. All along, I tried to be part of positive change from the inside, silent change, because I literally was told I couldn't breathe a word of the project. Hold tight, they kept saying. Hold tight. It breaks my heart because I think it sends a terrible message. And I love this brand, and I love these guys, and I love comics. Yeah. It sucks when the industry you love is really shitty. Hence why I didn't end up going into publishing. 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 You get a free copy of the book. Yep. Da, 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 da. You, know what I, you know what I can't eat? A book. <laughs> you know what I can't go to Japan with? A book. Well, you can. Well, yeah. Some of them I can. Uh, yeah. It's, it reminds me of like she the way she's framing it here, which I guess is something I already knew, but... Uh, 
hadn't occurred to me before is like it's like wrestling it's like the thing they talk about wrestling all the time where these guys are employees but they're independent contractors right. they have to pay for their own insurance the company does do some things but i mean you pay for your own travel you pay for your own accommodations yeah your own rental cars like it's on you to get to the you know you're traveling the country 300 days a year mm-hmm. and it's your job if it's especially if it's in the states internationally take care of you a little better but i mean if you're traveling the states you're getting your own rental cars you're finding travel buddies so you can split the costs like right. all of that's on you kind of ridiculous it is kind of ridiculous especially when these these are billion dollar companies. i was gonna say these companies make so much money um blinding amounts of money mm. um you know they could take care of people better and they choose not to socialism now however mm. on a flip side mm. and something totally unconnected because i just want to end on a cheery note i'm going to a music festival Going to a music festival. I know. What? I don't even really like music. That's not true. I love music. <laughs> Super secret. For a long time, when I was going through a hard time in my life, I listened to Late Night. They used to have these folk concerts on PBS that they used to air. And I really, really like folk music. Like, it's a secret love of mine. You can go back and listen to the Prairie Home Companion episode, friends. Right. Um... Love folk music. Mm-hmm. I really love newer folk music. Not so much old folk music. I like some stuff. A lot of it's like preachy and You're weird. A folk hipster. <sighs> a little. <laughs> um, so I love folk music. Um, and there is a like folk and art concert. But here's the thing, folks. It's in it's in St. Kitts, it's in St. Catharines, mm. on this little island I didn't know existed. Um, and it looks like it's going to be amazing. But really, I don't know any of the other bands i am only going for one musician what's the marquee who are we going for the only person i'm going to see is fred penner (laughs) Ah, the look on his face he's so angry at me right now caitlin yep Uh, that's a children's performer (laughs) yeah he is international listeners fred penner is a children's performer um the greatest children's performer of our time. Yeah, you're just going to throw Raffi under the bus Yeah, like that? Raffi's shit. Motherfucker wrote Baby Beluga. Come on. Raffi is shit. Listen. Come at me, bro. <laughs> you have the hottest takes for the lamest shit. <laughs> another, um, another catchphrase for this podcast. The hottest <laughs> takes for the lamest, for the lamest shit. shit. Um, you're going to ride or die for Fred Penner, huh? Fred Penner is... Um, I don't, The only time I ever... I was ever going to write a fan letter was to was to Fred Penner. Like, I started it and everything. I was going to write it. The only reason Fred Penner's got the top spot is because Sharon died. That is Sharon, Lois, and Bram, and they're also amazing, and Fred Penner played with them, and they're good friends, and that's not true. Fred Penner got to be friends with them because he knows, he knows who the king the king and queens are. Fred Penner still tours. He is at... There's Han- Sharon, Lois, and Bram can't tour because one of them died. Uh, he's at Hamilton Supercrawl, and he's been going to Hamilton Supercrawl for ages because he knows what's up. He tours all across Canada. The man is a legend, and I am super psyched, and I will 
hurt you if you say anything you're going to him. pay to go to because the hamilton super crawl every every year why do you need to go to well, some island last this year, year i didn't know and i fi- found out last minute and he'd already played and i was re- really sad and then this year i forgot that it was happening and i didn't even know he was playing and then my birthday was happening and i checked and he was playing this morning and i was already in toronto so i couldn't go back to hamilton to see him play and then come come here but he's playing, and I'm hoping he plays both a mix of his new stuff and his old stuff. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm super psyched. And maybe oh some, like, not-quite-kid songs, but, God. like, also folky songs. There's a, it's also an art festival, so mm. <laughs> I get to, like, go to stalls and, like, buy candles that have, like, lavender essence in them. I'm super psyched. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited. I'll report back. This is our show in a nutshell, friends. I'm like <laughs> fantasizing about just, you know, listening to Mondo Grosso standing in Shibuya Crossing and just like weeping for an afternoon. I can't believe on there. This one just wants to go to a fucking island and watch Fred Penner and get her life. That's, that's my life. I do, hey, I, I love simple pleasures, right? Simple pleasures. Well, when is this? When is this happening? Uh, October 13th. October 13th. Oh, it's so close to my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> go for my birthday. <laughs> You're not a Fred Penner fan. I'm not. I would just shit talk him from the audience. Yeah. I'd just be yelling, play Monster Magnet from. (laughs) Give him a look right now. You know, that's my favorite thing to do to buskers every time I walk (laughs) (laughs) Just yell for them to play Monster Magnet. (laughs) Oh, God. Sidebar. Uh, Do we have any updates? Do you have anything you'd like to talk about for updates? Oh, gosh. Before I have one last nerd out here? Um, I did not watch Iron Fist. I don't know if you did. No, uh, we were thinking about it. And then thought better of it. I, I did not have time to watch Jack Ryan. I did not have time to watch Mr. Sunshine, the other show you made sound interesting. Yeah, no, I didn't. I was going to, like, they were making motions towards it. Um, the uh, I was about to, we were about to watch something. And then uh, it ended up, ju- we just ended up watching <laughs> watching um, Forensic Files, which is, like, my favorite go-to when I can't figure out to watch. I'll just watch episodes and episodes of Forensic Files. Um, I've been trying to find another good mystery show, like being like, okay, can you really seriously just find old episodes of Murder, She Wrote, or should you just like look for another mystery show? But everything I've tapped on just, just isn't... Just ain't Murder, She Wrote. It's, it's not Murder, She Wrote. Just ain't Jesse Fletch. Yeah. So, um, but then... I found out a good friend of mine from work is also really into old movies. So now I'm on this like old movie kick. You're going to have a fun couple months. Listen, no, we got, we got, we got to, <laughs> we'll get to it in the second half. I think we got to put the pause button on it for, for a minute. Um, well, anyways, I, I'm like, I'm, it's September. I'm starting to get the itch again. So I got to watch all my like seasonal favorites mm. and then I, I'm going to maybe move into some old classics. Um, but for now, no, just, I'm trying to get my house back in order from the whole bed <laughs> right. thing. So yeah. Well, speaking of classics, I said this on Twitter and I'll say it more succinctly here cause I didn't need to contextualize this on mm-hmm. Twitter for like, you know, 15 tweets on a thread. Right. Um, my favorite wrestling match of all time, of all time has been uplate uploaded officially by the WWE what? on YouTube in its entirety. Oh my God. This is. Triple H yep. versus The Undertaker to Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania 28. What? Why is this my favorite match of all time? Why is this your favorite match? It's the culmination of basically a four-year storyline. Oh. Like, at this point, The Undertaker had gone part-time. Okay. Like, he basically only showed up for WrestleMania season. And by this point, by WrestleMania 25, we go back mm-hmm. the four years. WrestleMania 25, they started acknowledging this thing where The Undertaker had a streak. 
and he had gone like you know 15 years at WrestleMania hadn't been beaten. He never lost at WrestleMania, which is a thing that I believe they didn't plan. They just kind of really noticed it by like year eight, <laughs> and then by like year ten they started like making it a thing. Right. Um, and it became a feature of the show in itself. Who was going to challenge the Undertaker? Who's right. going to try to end the Undertaker streak? And one year, WrestleMania 25, the man called Mr. WrestleMania, the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, Ooh. challenged The Undertaker. Yeah. He lost. Huh. And the next year, Shawn comes back and he's like, I know I can beat The Undertaker. Like, I know I can do it. Right. Undertaker was like, you tried. You can do it. You couldn't do it. Yeah. I don't need to fight you again. Like, I'm not going to do it. Um, Shawn's like, I'll put it all on the line. All of it? If I lose... I'll never set foot in the ring again. I'll retire. If I can't beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, there's no reason for me to keep wrestling. So year two, WrestleMania 26, Mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker number two, Shawn Michaels loses it again. What? Retires. He hasn't wrestled since. That also ended with a jumping tombstone, which was like ridiculous at the time. (laughs) Follow up the next year, I don't know, I think Triple H challenged The Undertaker Mm -hmm. on some like Shawn Michaels is my best friend. You know, you put him out of the business. Right. I want to, I want to avenge Shawn. That match was also great, but it was Undertaker won that match, but basically by putting on a submission at the last minute. Oh, um, Triple H owned his ass in that match, beat the shit out of him. Taker won, but had to get like wheeled out. Ooh. Taker never forgot that. Taker comes back the next year. Because at this point, you don't see him. Like, Taker leaves, gets wheeled out of WrestleMania. You don't see him again until, like, January for the next year when you go for WrestleMania season again. They do the Royal Rumble. Somebody wins the Royal Rumble. That sets up your main event for WrestleMania. And then, like, the next four months or whatever, from January to April, you build WrestleMania. Right. So the night after the Royal Rumble, that's when, like, WrestleMania season really starts. That's when the playoff season gets real exciting. And Triple H come out, and he was just cutting a promo about something. I don't know. Gong. Here comes Taker. What? He never forgot. He can't let it be like that. Oh my gosh. So he comes out and he comes, does this big long walk to the ring and you know, points at the sign, looks at Triple H, points at the WrestleMania sign. Triple H looks at him, goes, <gasps> and walks away. He taps him on the shoulder? Dis- smirks, gives him the shoulder pat and walks away. Dismisses him. Oh. Because the record books might say he lost, but he knows he won. Right. He beat The Undertaker. He knows. Yeah. Now, he's got no reason to fight The Undertaker. Right. And I don't know how it ends up happening. You know, chiding, questioning of manhood, I'm sure, things like that. Yes. So now we get to uh, we get to Triple H and Undertaker 2 at WrestleMania in the Hell in a Cell, which is basically just a glorified cage match. Yeah. A cage with a roof on it. Yeah. But it means everything's legal. You know, no holds barred, no disqualifications. And the referee is the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. What? So if you want a fucking masterclass on telling a story yeah. in a match, watch these three fucking generals, like, just take you on a ride for an hour. Oh, my gosh. An hour? Yeah. Well, that's including entrances oh, and, you okay. know, shit like that. Yeah. But it's like 50 minutes on YouTube. What? Because basically the story is Triple H gets the upper hand early. And he's just, like, at one point, I mean, when it really picks up, there's a point where Triple H is just beating the shit out of the Undertaker with a chair. Yeah. And, like... The announcers know when to hang back yeah. because you can hear them talking to each other in the ring. Yeah. Uh, like, and they brought Jim Ross, good old JR. Mm-hmm. Bar God! <laughs> he was not commentating full time at this point, um, but he came back for this match because I right. think basically Taker was like, Jim Ross is calling this match. 
Wow. Well, he doesn't even work for the company right now. <laughs> the Undertaker was like, Jim Ross is calling this He's match. He's like, I don't care. And they were like, okay, we'll call Jim Ross. <laughs> um, and Jim Ross is amazing at doing play-by-play and, you know, filling in the gaps of the story and really building it uh, for you watching it. But he knows when to hang back. So when you hear when Triple H goes for the cover again, Undertaker kicks out. Um, and now Hunter is yelling at Sean, like, just ring the bell. You want this over? Ring the bell. And Sean going over to Taker and being like, just let me end this. And, and Taker's like crawling up the ropes going, do not stop it. The best moment when, and also, you know, Sean's got all his feelings because he lost to the Undertaker yeah. twice. He wants to see, he got him. Does he want to see the Undertaker lose? Like what, what role yeah. is he going to play in this? Yeah. There's a moment where I think to keep from getting, cause he really thought Sean was going to like stop the match. Yeah. Taker like chokeslam Sean Michaels. Oh. Cause he's like, he thought he was going to stop the match. Yeah. Um, and there was a moment where Sean had like revived himself, turned, gave Taker his finisher, which was like this kick, yeah, um, which knocked Taker directly into Triple H, who then gave his finisher. So he takes two finishers, the yeah. sweet chin music, and then the the pedigree. One, two, oh God, two and three quarters, he kicks out. What Shawn Michaels does in that moment, he basically is lying in the corner with his face in his hands, like... Like, this is hell and this is never going to end. Oh, my God. Because this man will not quit. Like, it's the most insane. I remember watching it live as it happened, just going, yeah. like, this is this is why we watch it. Right. So, anyway, if you want to know why I watch it, that's all, like, <laughs> it's not enthusiasm. It's shame. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know why I watch wrestling, that's on YouTube. I posted the link on Twitter. You can find it there. Just, if you want to know why we watch wrestling, that's why we watch wrestling. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, enthralled. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see people get hurt, but I am enthralled. Yeah, it's the storytelling, right? You want to watch, and they built a story. And it was a culmination of like four years, and just they don't do that anymore. Right. It's, it's much at, faster. At best, you get a month of build for you know right. a match. So, and the reason they put this up is because Taker and Triple H are wrestling again for some show in Australia, right? Which they're trying to build up, but it means nothing. Like, yeah. who cares? It's yeah. just it's a glorified house show. But that's why they threw it up. I'm amazed it's there. Go check that out if you like. And yes, my life has been nothing but... Kaylin, I'm so busy in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> and everything's so spread out. Like, the fucking Coke lockup is way the hell up in Polito Bay. And my nightclub is down in... Hey. I drive, like, five miles between businesses all the time. Yeah, like, but you will definitely... See? Financial advice. It will definitely be worth it. <laughs> definitely. Be. Put in that extra work, but then just it'll just come right in i have to keep stealing supplies for the coke processing the guy's calling me all the time it's like we ran out of supplies having another job is work (laughs) but it pays off you will become financially solvent you can buy another job you can buy more people to do that job oh my god i have have so many businesses it's about building an empire jordan (laughs) my criminal empire yeah well if we have nothing else to talk about i believe we will take a break here sounds good i'm uh, quite parched fan ourselves down because fucking summer is back in toronto thanks kate because I blame it's september you. everyone knows it gets slightly cold everyone's like oh the fall's here i'm like you're all idiots for putting your shorts away because then september comes in and it's like wow and it's like it's hot motherfuckers and then all the way into october it's still hot and then right near the end of october it goes oh just kidding and then goes cold i had one week this last week where it was like all right, 18, 19 every day. I slept the, I slept the fuck out of this week. It was amazing. I'm bad for you. And now the heat is back. And I hate it. And I fucking washed my sheets because I was like, I'm not going to be sweating like a pig in my sheets anymore. Let's wash them sheets. Next day, sweating like a pig in my sheets. Hey, I can't help it. I'm not the person who did the whole global warming thing. That was all you older people. You- <laughs> Ruined the world for us. That was your generation with your... 
greenhouse gases and your aerosol hairsprays. That's what it was. It was all the aerosol hairspray. It was all that. The 80s did so much damage to the ozone. All that moose I was using. <laughs> so because it's hot and we're parched, we're going to take a break right here, get some juicy drink, and when we come back, we will talk about the things that we brought each other. Welcome back to the show. This is the half of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other. This week, we've got some other old stuff. More old stuff. More old stuff because we're old. Might I posit, I fear we're going to lose the listeners. Possibly. Put a moratorium on old stuff for the moment. I feel like this is a, we had a good three-week run of old stuff. Of old stuff? We'll give them some new, fresh we, stuff? Next week, we try to get a little fresher. We'll go, we'll go fresh. It's still old for this week. Yeah, because sometimes we know you like old, and sometimes people like to discover things. But like this old thing that I didn't know existed. Listen, it's not like lots of content is a new phenomenon. No. There's always been lots of content. But it's just been old. And you've only been alive for so long. Yeah. You're like baby birds. Content existed before you. Yeah. Fly with the nest. But here we are excavating some of that older content for you. It's dusty, let me tell you. Uh, but before we get into our old-ass content, <laughs> we're going to talk about our old-ass rules. Is that what OAC? Yep. Uh, old-ass rules being, one, the rule of three. If the thing runs in installments, or parts, or issues, or episodes... We will watch three of them. Or, oh, yeah, she didn't do it. What? Oh, epicycles? Yes. Oh. I was trying to be... I was trying to make it, remember? Light and tight, light and tight. <laughs> but make it okay. fashion. Uh, yeah. Give the thing a chance to be what it's going to be. Yeah, sometimes it needs some time. Sometimes it doesn't have time. No. Like this week. It's going to dive right in. Just one movie... And the thing only ran two episodes. Yeah. It was very confused at first. <laughs> um, uh, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. That is the rule that we will not talk about the things we are going to talk about before we are sitting in front of these microphones. Listen, just don't talk about it. No. Because you deserve fresh takes. Even if it's an old-ass thing. It may be new to you. Yeah. So then it's a new thing and a new take. Listen, it's, it's like we're like the paleo diet of podcasts. Well, I like that. You know, like people are taking, you know, the diet from, you know, early man. Yeah. Sprucing it up with modern techniques. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We take old-ass content, prehistoric content, freshen it up with our takes. Put some olive oil on it. Some basil. There you go. Bas- basil. 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 Whatever. Whatever you call it. Say bagel. Bagel. I can say bagel <laughs> normally. Finally, our third rule, which isn't really a rule. It's more of just, you know, a policy around here. We're going to be spoilers. Who cares? <laughs> we do not. This movie's like 55 years old. <laughs> the anime is like a, over a decade, maybe 20 years. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Who cares? If you matter, care, yeah. you have bigger problems. Yeah. I'm sorry. I love you. But you have bigger problems. Yeah. Re- read some news. <laughs> read some news and then wherever you are, figure out what it's going to look like when the bombs go off. Maybe learn to let go of some of those control issues. Yeah. Or just... Don't listen. Go have a cup of tea. Liked having you so far. <laughs> and don't come back because you're not going to watch the shit anyway because it's yeah. old AF. Um, anyway, so those are our rules. Uh, this week it is my week to yeah. start mm-hmm. because we like to flip it, reverse it, and put it down and whatever the missing lyrics are. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I can't do the backwards thing. I'm not going to try. <laughs> there you go. 
so I I was really excited as, about this. As a person who walked into the office while I was watching this on break said what an old timey shit that she had you watch this. <laughs> I just I've been on the old timey stuff. Now I have not seen this movie for about five years, mm-hmm. maybe more. Um, but when I watched it, I was on a really big Western. As we know, I love Westerns. Mm-hmm. A really big Western kick. So I've watched a ton of them in a row. Yes. Um, but uh, I really like this one. I've heard good things about it. I saw a TVO sort of mini documentary on it. Old time movies. <laughs> back around to something you saw on TV. It, it was it was the TV TVO Saturday Night at the Movies. It was fantastic. Uh, it helped me learn so much about film. Um, but also, uh, it happened to be in my the collection of my stepfather, mm. who loves old timey stuff because he's old, but in a good way. In a good way. It's okay, being old. Still let you do drop <laughs> We still want you to. Voice over our lives. Like yeah, can I get Robert life. doing a damn song? Where'd you find? Where'd you find this truck? That'd be amazing. Possibly. Um, anyway, so it was there, and I watched it, and I loved it, and it, there were so many good things about it. And I just thought, you know what? I hadn't done a cowboy movie in a while. Let's give it to Jordan. Cowboy movies. Cowboy movies. Cowboys. So High Noon is a 1952 American Western film produced by, and this is the thing about this period of movie. Every name is something. So it was produced by Stanley Kramer, who is known for doing something uh, called message movies, which are movies with some sort of social message, whether it's against racism or uh, evolution or whatever it is. They have some other message. Allegories. Allegories. They're called message movies. It is from a screenplay by Carl Foreman, who's written a bunch of stuff, um, and uh, directed by... Uh, Fred Zeinman, who made like 25 feature films and got a ton of Oscars, um, and is starring Gary Cooper and Grace Kelly. G Coops. G Coops. So, the other thing, uh, Carl Foreman, there's a lot of like controversy with this film. Oh, I read a mental floss article about this one. Oh. I'm all aware. Oh, please, for geez. the Okay. So, um, uh, there's twofold co- uh, controversy. The first one is. Uh, the, the screenplay writer Carl Foreman. Mm-hmm. So Carl Foreman was accused in the McCarthy era, the second Red Scare, um, of being part of the Communist Party brought before the, what is it, the House Un-American American Activities Act. Yeah. Um, and would not talk about who else he knew, wouldn't divulge any names, yes. wouldn't say anything towards it, and basically knew he was going to get blacklisted um, and got the hell out of Dodge. But this was rolled into the film because the message of this film, as some people will tell you, is that it's against um, um, McCarthy, the witch hunt. Yeah, against the witch hunt and against people not standing up for others. Um, similar to uh, high school English kid, you know, similar how the Crucible was yes. the same thing. Maybe a little more subtle than the Crucible was, yeah. but about People refusing to stand up for what is right, for what is technically correct and just, because they are scared. Yes, and how fear um, can be some, kind of like a disease in our community. Um, however, that aside, uh, there are some other cool things about this film that are that stand out. Uh, the first is that uh, the plot is depicted in real time. Yes, 
and they do lots of shots of like clocks and stuff, so you know it's coming. So that's a way, a, a kind of interesting way of building suspense, and it was very interesting for this movie and for that time. Um, the other is the there was a theme song basically made for this movie, um, which was the first time this had been done, and then was copied oh, really? since. And I think the uh, composer for this film won an Academy Award. And it did win a ton of Academy Awards. Now, when it came out, it, there was, you know, like I said, tons of controversy. John Wayne spoke about how it was the most un-American film he'd ever... I was wondering if you were going to get to that. And yet, he'd also said at the same time, like, this film, uh, I wish someone would write me a, a part like that for, for me. So there's, like, this dichotomy where some people are like, it's super American and westerny, and other people are like, it's against everything that America represents. Since then, it has been uh, um, selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry um, during the first year that the registry existed. Uh, deemed a culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant, and that was in 1989, and has gone on to be on the list of like the top ten Western films of all time. Now get into the plot. Um, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, uh, on the day he gets married and hangs up his badge, Marshal Will Kane is told that a man he sent to prison years before, Frank Miller, is returning on the noon train to exact his revenge. Having initially decided to leave with his new spouse, Will decides he must go back and face Miller. However, when he seeks the help of the townspeople his, uh, he has protected for so long, they turn their backs on him. It seems Kane must leave, to, uh, must have to face Miller alone, as well as the rest of Miller's gang who are waiting for him at the station. That's a pretty like good. Con- this is why we go to the internet for these things, people. <laughs> That's a pretty good, concise, succinct, succinct message. Now, we'll get into sort of the ending in a bit, but before we get into the ending, Jordan, what did you think about the film? I don't know what I would have thought of this film had I not read any of the stuff beforehand. If I okay. went into it completely cold. Let's say you went into it completely cold. And then we'll do the, like, now that you know some stuff about film. Gone into it completely cold, I would have thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I would have appreciated some narrative things, like you know, the looming threat of, you know, everybody talks about Frank Miller. The movie's 90 minutes long, you talk about Frank Miller for basically an hour and 15 of those minutes. Yes. And then 15, the last 15 minutes of the movie, he shows up. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point where it's like, is he ever going to show? Is the train uh, ever going to show? Get, get here? Is this hell? Um, I don't know that I would have picked up that it was kind of working in more or less real time. It's not exactly real time, no. but it's close enough to it. I don't know that I would have picked up on that. I would have appreciated the position of prominence of a Mexican character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember her first name. Or her last name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say something generic and racist. Um, but the secondary connection that ties Kane to Miller right. is this woman that was with Miller and then hooked up with Kane and then they broke up and yep. don't know it's implied but not confirmed who left who but mm-hmm. um, I would have thought Grace Kelly was a trifling <laughs> hoo-ha but she's not because she's a Quaker or something along those lines something. hates guns yeah. doesn't want anything to do with it hates guns hates violence everybody everybody else is like really you just walked out of your husband on your wedding day for this yeah um also, it's terrible. It's not his fault, but I cannot see Lloyd Bridges at any age Aww. and not see him in airplane. Yeah, poor Lloyd Bridges. 
<laughs> Frank Miller's coming to town. Looks like I picked the wrong day to do him. <laughs> uh, um, so there are things like that that I, I would have appreciated, like some of the technical choices. I would not have thought it was like a thrilling roller coaster ride. It, right. It's very unique for a western because it's basically a suspense movie. It's like this looming threat that hangs over it for you know an hour and a half. So that's the other part of what why people had mixed feelings when this movie came out. Because it was, like, being touted as, like, high, new, blah, blah, blah. It's not rooting tootin', right? Everyone thought it was going to be. They're going to be, like, carriage chases <laughs> and tons of gunfights. And really, no, there's one gunfight at the end. It's the slowest carriage rides you've ever seen. Slowest <laughs> carriage rides. One gunfight at the end. It's like thinking you're going to go see Fast and the Furious and getting, like, a heist movie where nothing happens to, like, the last very end of the movie. Everybody's driving Kia Sorrentos. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was another reason, but that's why also it's really interesting. But, sorry, continue. But having, you know, I don't even know what prompted me to read anything. I just saw, like, like a mental floss, like, 12 facts about high noon. Yeah. Like, really mental floss. <laughs> <laughs> this is your content that day. And the second I found out that John Wayne hated this movie, I was yeah. like, well, I am in. <laughs> I am watching this movie. I am in. He uh, hated this movie so much that he, like, years, years after it came out, he still spoke to people about how much he hated it. And the one thing I saw, I mean, again, some of this stuff, who knows if it's apocryphal or not, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that Mental Floss piece mentioned that, like, him and John Ford both hated this movie so much that they made Rio Bravo, basically, like, yes. in response yeah. to High Noon. Because yeah, they, they couldn't stand the fact that, like, Cooper's depiction, like, showed fear. Yeah. Because a sheriff shouldn't have any fear. He should yeah. just be like, Frank Miller's coming to town? BFD. Yeah. I'm going to stand here on the train track and shoot down that train myself. Yeah. And also, John Wayne was offered the, the role uh, originally, but he turned it down. I think I saw uh, Gregory Peck might have been offered it as well. Yeah, a whole turned bunch of people. He said it was like the biggest regret of his career that yeah. he didn't turn it down. What other fun factoids were in there that like <sighs> Gary Cooper looked so like trod upon, downtrodden because he was basically like living in Seattle, this back pain and stuff yeah, at the and time. Yeah, and he also didn't wear any makeup um, because uh, he wanted his expression to show really clearly. Mm. And part of his expression, like the pain and the suffering, was because he was at a natural pain and suffering. Yeah, like, um, could, he could not really ride a horse at that point. No, he did his own stunts, though, mm. because that's where he started his career as a stuntman. Oh. And just like, he was like, I can't do my own stunts, but then did them. <laughs> he was like, I am in so much pain, but I'll do them because I have problems. Grace Kelly's performance in this is a little... She's okay. Um, the, the, the writing suggested that basically everybody was like, she was wrong for this part. Yeah. Uh, including her. Like, yeah. She was like, no, I was, I was too young. She was like 20-something and he was 50-something. Yeah, was the age married. difference was very different. But, um, like, I mean, that happened a lot. And the scuttlebutt says there was some... Turn in the hay. Rolls in the hay. Rolls in the hay. Between but, them, IRL. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, when you know more about this stuff. I Finding out that this was, like, a typical Western and not, like, you know, toxic masculinity, what problematic masculinity Western, I was like, oh, he's actually, you know, as much as 1952 Gary Cooper is going to emote. Yes. Like, when Lloyd Bridges is like, are you scared? <laughs> Gary Cooper like, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. As mu- that's as much as you're going to get, but even that was, like, too much for John Wayne and John Ford. Like, yeah. Like, no. No, no fear, ever. And what makes it better is Gary Cooper won the Academy Award for this movie. Couldn't accept working on a film. Oh, and uh, John Wayne accepted it for him. <laughs> oh, John Wayne. Oh, John Wayne. Motherfuck um, him and John Wayne. So, the movie, as we said, it's not this fast-paced roller coaster ride. It is a very, like, build step-by-step. Step. Now we get to the ending. Hmm. The ending is very interesting because 
the Grace Kelly character. I think it was like Sarah, Amy? Amy. Amy, there we go. We'll set it up. So yeah, like Caitlin yeah. said, uh, they're they leaving. They've gotten married. Yeah. They're and leaving. And as they're leaving, the word trickles down that you know, Frank Miller's coming back to town. And he's all like, I, I need to stand up to him because he will come after us. It doesn't matter if we leave and get out of here. He will find us and he will come after and us. He like destroyed the town yeah. when he was here before he went away. And I had terrible. to, I did, I defended these people. I chased them down. I can't let this happen again. So first half of the movie, the first two thirds of the movie is him going around basically trying to find deputies. Yeah. He's not technically the marshal. He has stepped down. And a lot of people are like, how is this your job? Like, yeah. But he's trying to find people to help him. And nobody will help him. Now, They're I all may, too afraid. I may have been distracted. He goes to the church at one point and makes his appeal basically to the largest group of people. Yes. Which is when the allegory is probably, it's not a real heavy-handed allegory, but that's probably the moment where it's the most heavy-handed as people get up to espouse differing viewpoints. Uh, it seems like a lot of people in the building were like, no, we owe it to him. Things were awful when Frank Miller was here. We couldn't, yeah. Children couldn't wander the streets type of thing. And then none of them go with him. I may have missed the ultimate deciding factor there. Like, I may not remember that. It might have been the priest saying, like, I can't ask these people to go murder. Yeah, like, yeah. or die or whatever. Yeah. Um, so nobody goes with him. Nobody goes with him, except there's this one kid who's like, what is he, like 11 or something? Yeah. And he's like, I'll come with you. And he's like, I appreciate it. <laughs> you are the best person in this town, but I can't let you do that. Um Yes, Grace Kelly has been like, why do you need to do this? She's, her side plot is her just basically asking people why he needs to do this. Yeah. She, she goes and she talks to this Helen Ramirez character mm-hmm. who knows both of the men. She's like, I don't know why he's doing this. And she's like, if you don't know, I can explain it to you. He's a real man. Yeah. Like, you know about honor. You don't understand that you don't deserve him. You beat him at a time like this. Ugh, disgust me. And then when they're, like, later... They're both on the same train. You know, the she goes, like, if he was my man, I'd, like, not be on this train or something like that. Yeah. And so <clears throat> he decides he has to stay. She's like, that's it. I cannot be with you. I can't watch you die. I'm getting on that train. Real eventful day for them. Yeah. She gets on the train. <laughs> they got married, like, got married two hours before. <laughs> yeah. On the train. Um, she's on the train. She hears the first gunfire. Yes. And she bolts off that train. Off the train. Which I really like, actually. I like, I like the just, like... I made a bad decision. <laughs> I'm stupid. I can't watch him die. I love him. And bolts off this train. The ensuing gunfight is fine. It's not like the cream of the cross. The serviceable gunfight. Yeah. Four against one, because no one will help. They're basically, this town's going to watch this man who helped them die. Like, they're just going to watch him die. Ooh, that was one thing I liked with the barber uh, making, his buddy making coffins. Oh, yeah. In yeah. The, in the back. Making coffins. Greg Miller's coming back to town. We're going to need, need at least two coffins. So. <laughs> at least two. Um, so, uh, Amy runs off the train, goes, sees that uh, one of the bad guys has been shot. Well, already pinged off one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now he's facing the others. Um, how do we get down to two? I remember how we got down to somebody, two. Somebody, I think he kills someone when he's in the barn. I think he kills somebody when he's in the barn. Okay, maybe. Right before they smoke them out. Right. Which, and then, see, this is a big point for me. Mm. You know how we always talk about a bad guy's a bad guy because he rapes a woman? <laughs> yeah. Can't we have a bad guy be a bad, bad guy if he tries to burn some horses alive <laughs> instead? <laughs> and you know a good guy because he frees the horses? Did he free the horses? I must yeah, yeah, he freed oh, the horses. He frees the horses. Part of it is because he doesn't want his horses to die, and part of it is because he rides on one oh, of no. them, like in the, in the you know, no. maelstrom of what is going on. That's how he sort of gets away. So, the thing... This is another reason why John Wayne and some others would not take the part. 
is because the Amy character, the Amy character saves him. Not completely, but she shoots. She ends up shooting one yes. of the guys. That is um, how her arc ends. She decides that yeah. her, the love of her husband is more important than her her faith. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really interesting, but some people are like, that's stupid, but I'm like, I like that point. Um, and then is taken hostage by Frank Miller. Yes. And then... I want to double check. Is it Frank Miller or Bill Miller? I think it's Frank Miller. It is Frank Miller. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's why Frank Miller took his name? <laughs> he just wanted to be the bad guy from my he, noon. He, he disappears for 15 years at a time and then comes <laughs> back and comes back as a... And scares people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, Frank Miller's coming oh, back. Oh my god, Frank Miller's coming back. Hi, Batman. How many, how many people are going to die just comic books? Uh, um, so then... Instead of just being held hostage, yes. the Amy character claws face. at his face and gets pushed aside so that he is open to get shot. Yep. Frick Miller dies in the middle of the street. Yeah. Amy and Kane, Will Kane, Amy yes. and Will hug. All the people run out of the street. And then... Like, oh my god, you did it. And then he, he just looks at... No, it's not even disdain. He just looks at them and just like it's cold and drops a star to the ground. Also, FYI, I didn't mention at the beginning, mm. based on a story called like the Tin Star. Apparently, yeah. I have so many tidbits from this mental floss story. <laughs> Apparently, it wasn't actually based on, but it was like almost identical, so they bought the rights. Yes, there were enough similarities there that they bought the rights to cover the rights. Yeah. So, but he, like, tosses to the ground, and they get in the carriage, and like the only person's <laughs> hand that he shakes or like puts an arm on is the young the kid, kid, I think. Yeah. yeah. He shakes the young kids, they're like, past the shoulder and the young kid's hand looks at the rest of them. Like, like ugh. So when I'm leaving Disgusting. town, you deserve what you get. So I'm take my gorgeous jailbait wife and run to the next town. Yeah, she's just fine. She's fine. <laughs> um, also, she's Grace Kelly and she's gorgeous. She's Grace fucking Kelly. Like, she's I mean. just always stunning. It's weird. And she could just have, like, poo on her face and she'd be stunning. Like, too hot for a western. Oh, like, way sorry. too. Yeah. She needs to be a little more ruddy. <laughs> Sorry, Grace Kelly, you're just too hot. To also, once face. you claw someone's face, your hair cannot be that nice. <laughs> Gotta be messy a little bit. Yeah. A little bit messy. This is an eight. An eight? Yeah. What? Really? Because of all the like stuff about the movie? Yeah. Which There's is, like, a lot to think about. Bolstered it. And it's eight. It's atypical. I like things yeah. that I like things that you know fuck the form a little bit. It's, yeah. It's fuck the form. This is the beginning of fucking the form. Possibly. No, it is. I mean, of westerns. Okay, film like, story. I mean, they continued on, but this was definitely, like, there was, like, a turning point here. And if you'll notice, the uh, good guy is wearing some black. It says that he has the black hat. Mm. And the bad guy has the white hat. Or the, like, light hat. Yeah. I don't know the legalities of it, but it is sitting on Vimeo in its entirety. That's what I watched it on. There's also other places you can find it. Yep. Yar. If you don't buy shit, don't mean you own it, so you may as well pirate it anyway. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. And every week I say this is about the two farthest apart type <laughs> properties we could possibly have. And yet... We continually top ourselves. So continuing, concluding the trifecta of old-ass anime. Old-ass anime. Like, give me old-ass anime. And again, I try to think about, like, what are those shows that I used to watch back in the day? And two times now. I'll just tell you what it is, friends. It may come up later, but not anytime soon. I have delayed 
1980s anime sci-fi satire, Project Echo. Yes. I've delayed this twice now, because something twice. else has popped into my head. Mm-hmm. I've been like, I'd rather get her take on that. First time was here is Greenwood, because yeah. again, speaking of fucking the form, just did some weird kind of meta things. Yeah, it needs to be weirder, though. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, indeed, folks. When we correct, we overcorrect. I believe the ending theme is probably what popped into my head recently. I was getting a comment on that. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, that thing. Mm-hmm. Is that around Mizified? Yes, it is, on a channel called Old Taku. <laughs> and then I lolled. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're so old. Much. I told her she could find it on a channel called Old Taku. I actually had to, I was laughing so hard that I had to explain the joke to my coworker. Like, explain what an otaku is and explain, like, how old anime is and how old my friend is. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's more. So then I feel even, I don't feel, I feel even less bad about giving her just an unfettered slice of stupid buffoonery. Yes. That is Dragon Half. Yeah. Which again, for weebs of my generation, was kind of a legendary, like, oh my god, this thing is so dumb and hysterical. Yeah. We don't believe this actually got made. <laughs> you can't see our faces right now, but we don't know either. It lives on forever for that reason. Uh, so Dragon Half was, is a manga, also popped in my head recently because the manga showed up at work, and I was like, huh. word, really? Like, this thing's old as hell. Huh. Um, it was old as hell, it ran from 1988 to 1994. So this was a manga, and similar to Heroes Greenwood, it is usually the case, but it was more so back then, you know, they put out these direct-to-video things that were basically kind of like, to sell the manga. So right. maybe they didn't tell as tight a story mm-hmm. as you would get in the manga, as you would get in like, you know, more serialized type of television anime. Yeah. Uh, so this is like two-volume anime OVA, Produced by Victor Entertainment, written and directed by Shinya Sadamitsu, character designs by Masahiro Koyama, and music by Kohei Tanaka. He wrote that closing theme. Well, yeah. he didn't write it, but he adapted it. The first OVA, Dragon Half Mink's Journey, Dragon Half Miku Tabidachi, was released on. I'm really worried I'm going to seem racist when I go to Japan because I have to put that accent on. That was vaguely racist. That was released on March 26, 1993. The second Dragon Half final, the Brutal Killer Martial Arts Tournament. Dragon Hefu Kyosatsu Buto Taikai was released two months later on May 28th. The OVA series is based on sections of the first two volumes. There were originally going to be four. There was not enough interest. Only two episodes were produced. Uh. The ending theme song, My Omelette, was written to the music of Beethoven's Seventh Symphony, Fourth Movement, and sung by Kotono Mitsuishi while in character. Amazing. About eggs. And tomatoes. And food in general. Uh huh. It's a good song. So what is Dragon Half? The story follows Mink, a half-human, half-dragon teenage girl, on a quest for a potion that will turn her into a full human so that she can win the love of the legendary dragon slayer slash crooner. Which is very important. Dick Saucer. In the manga, in in the manga, in order to get the potion, she must slay Azedodeth, the greatest demon in the land. None of that comes up in the anime. So in that time, they only had two episodes. So, yeah. The anime is very tongue-in-cheek, as is the manga. Mm-hmm. But the anime especially um, satirizes the overuse of what they call super-deformed, which is when the bodies go... Okay, shibby? Yeah. Okay, I want to talk about that, yeah. Um, and the wide range, of, and wide range of genres, similar to anime such as Excel Saga. Um, the manga has a lot of jokes about role-playing games, and any property that uses the word dragon in the title. Okay. Yeah, that's basically it. She's so she's just she's in love with Dick Saucer. 
Yep. She decides that she has to become human to win his affection. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's more of a quest in the manga. Mm-hmm. Enough time in the anime, so the anime just kind of, um... Oh, okay, what does the anime do? So, as I mentioned, I was very confused. Because I at least thought it was going to be at least three episodes, right? And they talk about, like, they're... It, it does kind of knit the stories. It's not, like, two completely separate True. things. Um, so it's like, obviously, it's supposed to be this chronological quest of some sort. Um, but it, it was just two episodes. And I was like, huh? So I did some looking up, and it sure enough it was. So I knew I wasn't going crazy. Um, the second thing was, it, it's funny as a parody... I always wish, though, they just age the characters up just a wee bit if they're going to put them in those outfits. <laughs> just a little. But, again, time and place. Got to think about that. And it's a real, like, Rosetta-type yes. you know, outfit, armor bra type thing. Oh, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. And she's supposed to be, what, like, 15, 16? Yeah, so, yeah. So, anyways, ridiculous costume. Um, besides that, I kind of loved it. <laughs> um... I, I, it was hard because I first tried to watch um, the sub, mm. but the subs were going so fast. Some of the time, yeah, some of the timing on those were. That I couldn't. Weird. So her voice was really like, high pitched and squeaky. Um, and then even in the English, the, the actual dubbed version wasn't bad. Mm. Um, it wasn't like way off. It actually fit the story. And because I'd seen the subs, I was like, actually, they're kind of bang on. Um, and it's so silly. Um, and it's real though. I was really, this is, we're going all the way to the very, very end here. <laughs> I was really glad there were tits. Like, it actually, like... Who had tits? At the very end, when you can see full, like, nudity. When was that? What? What do you mean? Well, she, she gets her shit blasted off at one point. But. Yeah, and then she goes like, yay! And she, you could see, like, oh, full... <laughs> How do you not... I was, I had to clean this place. I was doing the dishes. I oh, my gosh. I had so, a lot to do. I was like... Even though I was like, she should she should be much, much older, it was kind of like, they never do that. <laughs> so I was like, good for you, guys. Like, it was kind of like a, well done. You got some tits in there, finally. You made nipples for once. Because <laughs> you nipples. never see nipples. Fun fact. Yeah. Nipples are the reason I kept doing Project Deco. Really? Because she's a teenager, too, and she's, like, late for school, and she, like, you know, whips her shirt off and there are nipples. And I'm like, eh. I don't want teenage titties. Yeah. Showing up. It still made me feel like, I was like, ah, does she have to be a teenager? Can't she just be in her 20s? I'm fine if they're slutty and in their 20s. It's their choice. <laughs> um, but anyways, so besides all that, loved it. <laughs> Thought it was ridiculous. Favorite joke? Um, when they go to buy the tickets, and at first you don't know what's going on, and then you see the guy tied up <laughs> under the desk. What is this world, by the way? When it's like medieval, but she has a television, and they're like going. There's an there there's are planes. Like a, like, yeah, there's like a like a futuristic airship plane thing. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's some weird, like future D- Dungeons and Dragons world joke that made me go, okay, yeah, she's gonna get this. And then like the first five minutes when she's watching, a the fact how he sings. Yes, he basically just sings his own name. Yeah, saucer. Oh, <laughs> And the fact his name is Dick, Dick Saucer. Saucer. Um, which and her parents are fighting. Yes. I love that at the beginning. That caught me off guard. And her mother is an actual dragon. Yes. Who looks like a dragon and yep. then changes to look more like a you know, blonde. Which is a D&D thing. Is it? Not specifically the blonde thing, but just changing, changing into a human, human form. Um, and her dad's a you know, typical... Japanese comedy type thing. You know, the yeah. dad's a prick and yeah. he's making fun of his daughter. And he's like, oh, you're almost as bad as your idiot mother. 
The mother stabs, stabs him, him in the arm yeah. <laughs> with a giant sword. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, maybe we'll. Yeah. I think we'll give her this stupid ass thing. It was stupid. It just totally stupid. I um, can't, un- and I can't. I don't want to undersell that to the people. Like, yeah, this oh, it's is dumb. stupid. This so is so dumb. dumb. Oh my gosh, it's like it doesn't it doesn't give you anything. It just I loved the um, the going from the chibi to the. Normal size, they, like constantly. There's no rhyme or reason to it. No, there's no reason why they yeah. go chibi versus none. And even the like, they're on their they're on their feet in a really weird way all the time. Like they don't look like just on yeah, points. So the feet are drawn like points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just is a really like there are some jokes in there that are just like ugh, gross jokes, but otherwise. It's I don't even really remember. Bad. It's like I can't even remember the plot at this point. In the first episode, it's like. I don't even know why the king wants her killed. Because, how does she end up... Oh, right, they they kidnap her because the king wants to marry her mother for some reason. Oh, is that what it was? Right, he sent... He sent a Ming's stupid. father to go kill a dragon, but the dragon fell in love with... Or the knight fell in love with the dragon. Mary. Yes, yeah. So he's been wanting revenge for that. Yes, and so he sends this stupid knight... Who talks in the third person? Damaramu. Yeah, the guy who impales himself in the head, which <laughs> yes. was hilarious. And then his explanation of why he didn't die was also hilarious, but like really dumb hilarious. His brain is so tiny. Yeah. The sword just went through his head. Yeah, and missed his brain. Um, so they capture her and bring her there, and they think she's dead, but she's not, and he gives her a free ticket to the Dick Saucer concert, she's in love with Dick Saucer. And it turns out to be a fake, and then her daughter, his daughter's there, and it's a whole thing. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, the king's daughter is also a giant Dick Saucer fan. Yes. Yeah, she's the head of the Dick Saucer fan club. And she, she wants to be Dick Saucer's betrothed. Yes, and and the, uh, she, the half-dragon, ends up, I hate when anime characters fall and kiss someone. That doesn't happen in real life. Only in anime. You just smash your face against yeah. someone and then bleed a lot. It's not sexy. No. There's a lot of blood and snot involved. It's really bad. Um, so she ends up kissing him and it's a thing. But then Dick Saucer's uh, led to believe that she's actually a dragon. Because he's a dragon slayer. He's a dragon slayer. He's dragons. Yeah. Um, but otherwise Dick Saucer seems like a nice guy. Um, and then the king's daughter is actually, this was what I loved. I was going to bring this up to see if you liked this as much as I did. Um, I hate the jokes about that. She's like, her, so, she's like this bean slime person? I mean, if you ever played Dragon Quest back in the day, you know the slime is like the first level one, like, enemy you ever meet. Yes. And that's what they're ripping on here, is her mom was a slime. Who wanted to fall in love with the king, because he looked kind of like a slime. Um, and got a potion that turned her into a human. And slimes are just, you know, like I said, they're beans with giant Basically, watery yeah. eyes and anime eyes. And um, and then, adorable. but when she had a baby girl, it was also a slime. Not a person. Nope. Because her mom's a slime. And does she just use magic to, like, look like a human? Yeah, Because when so. she gets beaten in the martial arts tournament, yeah. she goes back, they show her the slime. Yeah, okay. a transformation stuff. Also, love an anime, not afraid of a good poop joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like. I actually liked that that character ended up getting X-Locked. and that Dick Saucer. yeah, Dick Saucer, <laughs> sorry, Dick Saucer. And then I also like that the um, the uh, princess ends up getting taken out of the match. Yes. Because you know it's that always build up. It's going to be the princess and the half dragon and all of that. 
wasn't. And it's not. It's this other character that looks like a little chipmunk, and he starts yelling all this shit at Mink, and she's like, I don't know you. I don't remember any of this. Yeah. And he says, what are you talking about? Hold on. And he goes and gets a videotape of the first episode. And watches it. And he's like, damn it, they cut all my parts out. Yep. Um, which I have Stupid. It's stupid. It's super stupid. But it's a seven. A stupid seven. A stupid seven. That's the best you can ask for for something this stupid. Well, yeah. I had no... There's, this is a much briefer conversation than High Noon, because there's much less to talk about <laughs> about this. It's just a slice of fucking stupid. Yeah. And it's fun, and if you want something stupid and fun... I mean, it was playing in fantasy, so I think that's why... Yeah. I was more inclined to give it to you. And I, I liked that she's, like, crazy powerful, but it's, like, doesn't lord it over anybody. She's just in love with Dick Saucer and then let's go to his concert. <laughs> Literally all she wants to do is just, yeah. is just fall in love with Dick Saucer. Yeah. And, but see, what I'm really upset about is at the end of the second episode, she wins $50,000, which is, like, a huge amount of money, mm-hmm. and then there's no third episode. We'll never know. We'll never know. Don't know if she gets the human potion or she learns to love herself. And her boobs. And do you want me to spoil it for you from the manga? Oh my god, yeah. She gets the human potion. Yeah. Um, but her friend, the blonde, yeah. uh, gets turned into a toad <gasps> at one point by the like, demon's magic or something. Yeah. So she gets the potion to her friend. Oh. She wants to stay a half dragon. Good. See? Happy. Happiness all around. Happiness all around. Yeah. Lessons for everyone. Well, that's seven. If you want to check that out, 28 minutes an episode over on mm-hmm. youtube.com slash oldtaku. You know what? I figured out um, exactly how these two things, these two very Ooh, seemingly separate things, connect. Ooh. Support your friends, ladies and gentlemen, in times of need. So important. Wheel of morality, turn, turn, turn. That was the lesson that we will learn. Animaniacs. Look at some animaniacs and girls feeling friends. Well, friends. Well. Thank you so much for joining us, as you did. If you would like to offer Caitlin financial planning tips, <laughs> you can do that on any of the socials, which we didn't even mention at the top of the show, because we do not care. We did, didn't we? did not. Oh, we did not. We did not. We did not. Any of the socials. So if you made it through this entire episode and you want to talk to us, well, good thing you hung around. Yeah. You can do it on basically anywhere that's a social. If you look up at GeekDownPod, we'll be there, primarily Twitter. Yeah. Or, I don't know if you're like 70... We'll talk about merch you wrote with this one. You go over to the musty recycled air <laughs> of social media, Facebook.com, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. And like, listen, I tried to post something about when last week's episode snafu'd and it was going to be a couple days late and yeah. I typed it on my phone using like or my iPad using a browser yeah. he just didn't post I didn't realize it until like a day later oh. I used my laptop and I was like this post isn't there I posted it Facebook you have one job Facebook you have one job Facebook, Facebook. can't even do that nope anyway it is blazing hot in here it is way too late at night Kim's going to get home at one in the morning so uh, we're going to wrap this shit up thank you so much for joining us friends as you do every week it means the world to us my name is Jordan Ferguson my name is Kate McKinnon the theme song is by Rob Gasser and we will make you listen to us next week you listen you like it bye bye Are you prepared for when I start, you know, meeting people and doing press and my bylines and abouts always say yeah. that I'm the uh, 
I'm the co-host and producer of the Geek Down Podcast. Yep. And I've given it to like a whole bunch of people lately to listen to. And mm-hmm. then I'm always like, oh, I'm such a shithead on the show. 